When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you even realize how much you're holding yourself back from your blessings by demanding that they come in right here, right now, looking under every rock for them? I used to think that I could save the world. I used to think that I wanted to. I used to think that my meaning for life was outside of me until I realized that my meaning for life was inside of me. Knowing that it's not up to you to do everything. It's not up to you to solve all of the problems. I promise you it's not. Your job is really to just show up every day for yourself as much as you can, to be as conscious as you can, to enjoy the process of becoming and not force or rush the answers or the manifestations or the things you're trying to bring into physicality because the more that you force, the more that you rush, the more that you demand, the more that you block yourself from it. In the silence is when the answers will come to you. They will walk right over. They will sit right next to you. And if you are brave enough to quiet your heart, quiet your mind, and open your eyes, you will see them. But you're awakening already, right? It's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Hello, and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. It is episode 15. That's exciting. Um, and I know I say this every single episode, but this one's going to be short. This episode is relatively simple in its nature as it is inspired by nature. Every week I sort of like to figure out exactly what I'm feeling, if there are any relevant themes for me. And this week there was a lot of rushing. There was a lot of forcing. There was a lot of pushing. There was a lot of life happening as it does. And there was a profound moment of silence that I had where the idea and inspiration for this episode came to me and where I really felt a certain synchronistic presence of profoundity in terms of beingness, in terms of why am I here and what am I doing and why am I pressing so hard for So this episode is about the simple act of stopping and looking around, listening to the authenticity of your heart, 
and allowing yourself to be guided. And it's very simple, very straightforward to be guided, to get the answers, to allow things to come to you, but so hard for us to do because we complicate it so much. And so much of this life, we are whisked away by the pressure and the need of demands outside of us, the need to force, to do, to become, that we miss so many moments that are open doorways and portals for transformation because our eyes are shut or we're not stopping, we're not looking around, we're not letting it happen. Have you ever gained an answer of clarity to something that you were really confused about by demanding it? Have you ever been able to really see something for what it is when your mind was clouded with a million thoughts of how to get through it? The answer to those questions is typically no, because in the searching, in the demanding, in the desperation for answers and for guidance and for needing to be something, we lose it. We don't see that it might be right in front of us. We don't open our eyes. We don't open our hearts. We don't open our ears. We are too busy inserting ourselves into that process and thinking that we need to figure it all out. And it's quite counterintuitive because in the stopping, in the presence, in the silence is when those things happen and occur to you. You know, do you even realize how much you're holding yourself back from your blessings by demanding that they come in right here, right now, looking under every rock for them? You can micromanage all you want, your life, your personhood, yourself, but you cannot micromanage your soul. You can't demand that your calling show itself to you you can't scream at the sky and get an answer for why you were born. It won't happen. It'll all come when you stop forcing, when you live life for the enjoyment of it. You take the challenges with stride. You sign up for them with grace. You put your best foot forward, but you don't forget to enjoy the damn process of it. So... As with last week's episode, I am starting these episodes off by really sitting with the topic at hand and writing something about it as my medium of expression to feel the resonance with it and to show up more fully and presently for this podcast, for myself, for you guys listening to it. So I'm going to read something that I wrote. I used to think that I could save the world. I felt as though if I wasn't here to do something purposeful, meaningful, obvious for the life and world around me, then what was I here for? If I couldn't make a difference, what difference would I make? I centered this ambition deeply around my choices of study, my desire for a career, and it ate at me day by day when I realized that the attempt to save the world is not the most lucrative or financially freeing of choices. At some point, I faced a cold illusion that I thought for many years was a harsh reality, that this desire to save the world or do anything meaningful at all was something we all learn how to give up when we are on the precipice of adulthood. We say goodbye to it for what's the use of trying to save the world when we're far too busy learning how to save ourselves. And that's just it. 
I used to think I could save the world, but I now know that I saved the world through saving myself. It surpassed me in my realm of possibilities that I was here to simply be exactly who I was. And while simple, that ambition, that life goal, in and of itself is much harder than it seems. You don't actually have to dedicate your life to a cause or a purpose beyond you or give up your youth to chase a clenched ambition. You just have to stop and look around at every person you interact with on a daily basis and decide to be kind to them. You just have to walk with steps of choice that are better than the ones you made the day before. You just have to try your very best to show up as authentically as you can every day. You just have to try your very best to listen instead of respond, to listen instead of make meaning out of, to listen to yourself and to others deeply, truly. Allowing yourself to be guided by resonance and receptivity rather than force an image of what you should be down your own throat. And through that, you do more for the world than you could ever imagine. If it doesn't feel true to you, why are you doing it? If it doesn't spring your heart into a million and ten leaps of boundless inspiration, why are you forcing it? If it doesn't let you explore the bounds of your comfort zone with a careful, tough love, why are you pushing so hard? Because you have to? Is that really true? Or is that a lie you've told yourself to pacify the part of you that had dreams that you've let die? It's simple, but we make it so complicated. I was on a run earlier this week and my body was awfully fatigued. I had two more miles to complete in the beating sun and I could feel my struggling and withering breath. I was on a beautiful beach in a place I'd never been before and more than my body didn't want to complete the run, I wanted more than anything to just stop and take a look around. I asked myself, why am I forcing? Can I not do this another time? Birds were chirping and leaves were rustling and the waves were crashing and I had headphones in, escaped from all the beautiful and natural music around me. So I turned it off. I slowed to a walk and I decided to stop and take a look around. Not out of my body's fatigue, which I knew I could push through, but out of my heart's desire to let my childlike discovery envelop me. I finished the mileage slowly and opened my eyes to what I was running through with force and inauthenticity, observing nature as it was, and it had so much to show me, so much to tell me, so much I almost didn't listen to, and so much that I had almost missed. There I was, blasting my own music when the earth was making its own, opening my eyes to see nature effortlessly purposeful, without the need to try or to be or to do, watching how closely knit and intertwined the movement of the wind was through the movement of the life it rustled. It simply was, and it was perfect. It wasn't trying It wasn't searching, it wasn't forcing, it wasn't pushing. It simply was, and it was perfect. I think that we are like this. We were all born so beautiful, so perfect, so 
untouched by need or grasp or push and pull. And then we begin to force, we begin to try to make sense of what does not need sense made. We begin to consume and to strive, to force, to shut off our authentic desire to observe, turn up the music in our ears instead of listening to the music of voices in our own world, voices in our hearts, rustling leaves and chirping birds. And we are no less beautiful than we were born as the greatest lie of all time is convincing ourselves that we're not as if we are not nature too, as if it wouldn't take but just a stopping, walking, looking around and acute listening to see our own beauty right in front of us. It's never changed once, not since you were born. Your eyes are just shut, and at any time you can open them. Stop, listen, look around, and then there's your purpose. Suddenly, there are all the answers. I used to think that I could save the world. I now know that I save the world by saving myself. You are here in this life to experience this life. That is all. The rest will come when you sink into that, I promise. Remove the need, remove the pressure, remove the cold hand wrapped around your throat, the stone fingers in your ears. Remove the whisking away to do, to force, to become. Do not miss the moments that are open doorways for portals of transformation right in front of you by scouring for answers when you could simply be allowing them to make their way to you. Let yourself be what you were born to be here now. So that was what I wrote in inspiration for this week, and it flowed pretty effortlessly and pretty easily. And that moment at the beach when I was running and I was just forcing, forcing, forcing myself to complete this run when it wasn't that my body didn't want to. I am actually currently marathon training. I'm half marathon training, so I... I'm learning how to work through a lot of that pain and that resistance that comes with not wanting to finish something or do something. But it was that my heart wasn't in it. My heart didn't want to because my heart so badly just wanted to observe what was around me. And in that moment, I saw so much beauty. I saw a little bunny that I got to get really close to. I saw an osprey in his nest. I was really able to just take a look around at a place I'd never been to before. And instead of using it as a way to check something off a to-do list, to really just be there as I was right there, right then. And it seemed like in that moment, I just got all this inspiration. It was all that I was looking for. It just found me. And I think of all the moments in my life where I've really discovered some profound realization or the answers that I was looking for had come. And it was always in a moment of quiet. It was always in a moment where I simply let myself be. And I think that that is so closely intertwined with our purpose and the journey of finding our purpose. And knowing that it's not up to you to do everything. It's not up to you to solve all of the problems. I promise you it's not. Your job is really to just show up every day for yourself as much as you can, to be as conscious as you can, to enjoy the process of becoming and not force or rush the answers or the manifestations or the things you're trying to bring into physicality. Because the more that you force, the more that you rush, the more that you demand, the more that you block yourself from it. It's so counterintuitive. And we were born 
knowing these things, we were born really in this pure state of receptivity, of asking, receiving, of really being intuitive with the world around us in our callings and our yearnings for discovery. And we grow up and we have responsibilities and we shut that part of ourselves off. But it is that part of ourselves that will give us that deeper meaning for life. And that was really what I was attempting to iterate in I used to think that I could save the world. I used to think that I wanted to. I used to think that my meaning for life was outside of me until I realized that my meaning for life was inside of me and that I saved the world by showing up for myself. And the world does not need to be this huge, amazing thing, this grand scheme of huge acts of charity. It's simply being kind to to people in your life. It is simply showing up for your world. It is simply showing up for yourself. How do you ever expect to be able to give to others if you cannot give to yourself? How do you ever expect to be able to give to a purpose beyond you outside of the people that you love if you cannot give to the people that you love, if you cannot show up that way for them, if you cannot show up that way for yourself? And so every day that you make this incremental progress towards consciousness is every day that you save the world, every day that you save yourself. And this idea, I will credit to my boyfriend who talks about this a lot. You know, he he said this. This was what inspired me because I heard it not once but twice this this week that, you know, I used to want to save the world, but I saved the world by saving myself. And I've heard that before from him. He said that before, and I didn't really let it sink in. But I heard that not only from him this week, but from someone else. And it was that ability to listen to the synchronicity. It was the ability to actually be open enough to say, why am I hearing this twice? And what does this mean in the realm of what maybe I want to speak to, what I want to learn, what I need to learn actually for myself. And then through that, share with you all and share with the world around me and the people who I love around me and really integrate this into my life. Like maybe I should be listening. We miss so much by the need to respond, by the need to answer, by the need to come up with a quick wit in discussion instead of really simply just listening truly in listening to another person speak and listening to another person really tell you what is bothering them or what is hurting them. You give them space to be able to be vulnerable and instead of needing to solve their problems, you create the space for yourself to be open to give them something that they didn't have before, which is simply receptivity, listening. And if there's something that needs to be said in that space of listening, you will learn how to say it. I am reading Atomic Habits currently by James Clear. And there was this one part of it that stuck with me. He gives the analogy of an ice cube melting at 32 degrees. So basically, if you put an ice cube in a room and you turn up the temperature from zero degrees Fahrenheit to 32 degrees, nothing is going to happen until it reaches the point of melting, which is 32 degrees But every step along that way, every time the ice cube is moved one direction up in heat, something is happening internally. You just can't see it. And then once 32 degrees hits, bam, the ice cube starts to melt and you're actually able to see it. But does that mean that all of the turning up the temperature from zero to one to two to three 
all the way to 32 didn't count or it didn't matter because you couldn't see the ice cube melting. No, I use this analogy because we demand so much that once we start something, we want the results right away. We demand so much the answers to come to us in full force when we don't even know that what is coming to us is being prepared. What is coming to us is already happening in the background and the scenes of our lives. And we're, you know, flipping over every rock. We're looking incessantly for it when we don't need to do that. Know that it will come. Don't doubt that it will. Whatever it is you're searching for, guidance, clarity, inspiration, answers, your purpose, your meaning, your truth, whatever it is, know deeply that it's yours, that it's coming. But the more you force it, the more that it will feel forced, the more that you force yourself out of being able to see it. On your journey towards something, on your journey in life, forget it being about towards something. Forget it being about what you're trying to create and what is coming to you and the abundance and manifestations. All of that will come. All of that will come when you just simply be, when you enjoy. That is what you're here to do is show up authentically. Honor yourself. Honor your truth. You're not running behind. You're not on a schedule. You're putting yourself on one and it's actually taking you off of this divine path that you're supposed to be on. Enjoy the process of it. Enjoy your ice cube. If you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. on your way there melting to 32 degrees and when that happens everyone will look at you and call you an overnight success everyone will say wow look at that everyone will point their finger and be so so happy for your success but so obvious about it when they don't know what it took to get there but you knew you knew all along that it was happening and it was coming and it was going to be felt in the tangible world but the world around you doesn't see that the world around you expects results that are physical results that are spoken results that can be defined and you must learn to trust that not everything can be you must learn to trust that in the silence is when the answers will come to you. They will walk right over. They will sit right next to you. And if you are brave enough to quiet your heart, quiet your mind, and open your eyes, you will see them. That is the power of showing up authentically. The power of what you can create by just showing up as you are. You don't have to fear. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to hide or cower or wonder incessantly, if you take all of your confusion, all of your racing thoughts, and you can simply put your focus on something else for a period of time, quiet your mind from having those racing thoughts a little bit, 
come back to yourself, sit in the quiet, I promise you that the clarity will come. I promise that this will this will resolve itself, but you have to make the space for it too. It's not going to resolve itself when you are in your mind thinking that you are responsible for resolving it. That's not how it works. You're guided. You're guided far beyond what you know intuitively by your own intuitive sense and your sixth sense in this world. You're primordial body that knows so much more than you even know that you know, but also by spirit around you, by universe, source, God, whatever divinity that you believe in, trust in that, trust that you're here for a reason, for a purpose. And for that purpose to come to you, you just have to be available. You just have to enjoy. You just have to be here now. That is your only job is to show up fully kindly in every way that you can. And so I'm going to give you some tips on how to do this because it's so hard how to break that mindset of need, how to break that mindset of forcing. And I got to tell you, babe, I'm still doing it every day. I'm still learning every day. This process of me coming on this microphone and speaking to you is a learning one of my own. This is my own journey shared with you along this collective cycle, along this container of figuring shit out. So Whatever I relate to you, know that I am putting into practice myself every day, learning how the effects of that are really integrated into my life and sort of testing it out to be able to say, does this even work? And I have to tell you, it does. It does. So becoming conscious of your unconscious actions, behaviors, impulses, habits, implementing a certain level of pulse checking throughout your day, particularly in the morning. So if you are waking up every single day, and I talk about this on my TikTok, I've mentioned this so many times on my TikTok. If you're waking up every day and you're checking your phone, easy, simple, stop that. If you can, get an alarm. I got an alarm. Love it. Amazing. Do not have to go on my phone until I am ready to make the conscious choice to go on my phone. But if you don't want to get an alarm, here's what you do. You turn the alarm on on your phone, and as soon as your alarm goes off, you press stop, and you literally put your phone away. You turn it around. Don't even look at your notifications. Give yourself time in the morning to ease into your day. Give yourself time to wake up. Give yourself time to understand how you're feeling without immediately thinking about the things that you have to do, the problems that you have to solve, or anything that is not what is right in front of you. Wake up and feel your body wake up. When we wake up, we are in a certain brain state called alpha. And alpha is when our subconscious mind is still active. So when we come out of sleep, which is where our subconscious mind is very active and we enter the day, it takes a while for us to fully enter a state of consciousness where we're not overrun by our subconscious mind, which obviously still does impact us throughout the day. It impacts so many of our choices in our world. But if if you are able to tune in at the very top of your day to your alpha state, you'll be able to see your subconscious mind literally in action. You'll be able to notice that if you're waking up and immediately thinking about the problems that you have, the to-do lists that you have, if you're waking up with a sense of anxiety, your subconscious mind is overrun by that sense of anxiety. And the first step to implementing consciousness and changing your mind and life from a negative filled one to a positive filled one is really by observation. You can't change what you don't know is right in front of you. And if you are thinking 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day and you want to change, but you are continuing to think those same thoughts, 
because you don't know that they are running your life, that they are determining your emotions, they're determining your experiences, they're determining what you anticipate, then you're never going to change no matter how much you want to change. So the first step in this is the observation, noticing where your mind is going first thing in the day and directing your energy and attention to yourself, saying to yourself out loud, today is going to be a good day, finding things to appreciate, taking time and space to be in your own room, to be in your own life before going directly on your phone, checking your emails, checking your text messages, giving your freedom away, your autonomy away to the life outside of you before even checking in with yourself. You have to know how important you are. You have to know that you deserve to be nurtured and part of that is nurturing yourself first thing in the morning, taking that time, meditating. It really does help. There are a million guided meditations on YouTube. Headspace is a really great app to learn how to meditate. I recently went from only guided meditation, so meditations that were for the purpose of something. So I would do meditation to have a good day, meditation for gratitude, meditation for finding your purpose, meditation XYZ. It was always to serve something. And I recently just started meditating with silence, meditating with the focus of the air conditioning, meditating with the focus of white noise in the background, because what it does is it really gives you a chance to sit in your own discomfort of meditation. Your mind isn't distracted by the object of needing to get something out of it but just observing. And when you give yourself time to observe, you really notice how uncomfortable it can be to sit with your own thoughts 15 minutes every day with the intention to drop all resistance. Abraham Hicks talks a lot about this. I will do an entire episode on Abraham Hicks at some point. It was requested, so I will do it. But Abraham Hicks talks about meditation being used as a way to cleanse your palate drop all resistance, drop all negative thought to clear your mind. And clearing your mind is a constant iteration. It's a constant process. You're never going to be able to do it completely, fully, amazingly, unless you go and you become a monk or you really practice meditation regularly because meditation is a practice. And just like anything that you begin, it's not going to be easy when you begin it. But meditation provides a buffer between you and the thing outside of you, whatever is making you angry, whatever is making you upset, whatever is causing you negative emotion, wherever there is a need in you to force, to push, to not show up as your authentic self in the effect of doing something for a different purpose that doesn't feel good to you. Meditation provides a buffer between you and those things so that you're actually able to become conscious of your choices. You're actually able to notice how certain things and people and situations are making you feel without reacting to those feelings and then deciding if you want to direct your energy to those things that are making you feel angry and upset or if you want to direct your energy to something that will be fulfilling for you. So this really, this morning time, it is so important because when you wake up and you start your day with a cleansed palate, you are able to really create something that you want. You're able to put intention behind your day instead of being the victim of it. And don't get me wrong, there are some days where you can have an amazing morning routine, an amazing priming of your day and still go into the day and feel super unconscious and still feel really swept away by things, but it gets easier and it gets easier. And 
a few days of really learning your own power, learning your own ability to make yourself feel good and consistently throughout the day having pulse checks on how you're doing with that will really transform your life into being about presence, into being about enjoyment, training your brain to really look for the good of things. I was on a run today and I didn't want to run. When do I ever actually want to run now that I'm doing this marathon training? But I didn't want to run and I knew I was going to. I knew it was going to be good and I was going to enjoy it. And I made the act of looking for things that would make me smile on my run as a way to distract my brain. And I would forget it every now and then and start getting into my negative cycle of I really just want this to be over. I have so much shit to do, et cetera. And every time I went there, I would be like, wait, aren't I supposed to be looking for things that are making me smile? And immediately I would see something and I would smile. And that was that. And so there was just this real cause and effect to noticing my behavior, my reactions, being able to really rise above the negative thoughts that I was having. Not that you're not going to have them. You're always going to have them. It's about choosing to not let them infiltrate every part of your life, choosing to not let them really control you. And at the top of your day, I haven't done this yet. I just heard this on a podcast, um, Jay Shetty on purpose with Joe Dispenza. What is the highest ideal of myself that I can be today? Asking yourself that question, what's the highest ideal? And it might not even be that much. Maybe you're not really, you're not really in it today and you really just want to be able to show up. You just want to be present. That could be an intention that you have. But asking yourself at the top of your day, maybe after meditation, maybe before it, what is the highest ideal of myself that I can be today and not getting out of bed until you feel like that person, until you feel closer to that person. Stepping into every day with a sense of intention to live this day fully, to know that you're not going to get this time back and with an intention to keep your energy up the entire day and be open to opportunities and possibilities and then At the end of every day, asking yourself, what went well today? Scanning for the good, looking for the things that made you smile that you didn't even in the moment really pay attention to, the things that went really well that you didn't give yourself the advantage of appreciating, appreciate it. What went well today? Scan your day from top to bottom of the good things that happened and then ask yourself, how did you do? How conscious were you? What got under your skin? Who made you upset? What made you upset? Allow yourself to have the answers to these questions without the emotions behind them driving you. You know, you can have the emotional feeling of, oh, that really made me angry and this is pissing me off, but don't get caught in the story of it. Just observe. So what went well today and how did I do? Was I appreciating the things that went well today as they were going well? Or is this my first time all day showing any gratitude to myself, my life, the people in my life? So how did I do that question? So important. And it's not a matter of judging yourself for how well you did or didn't do. It's a matter of saying, okay, that got under my skin. This is how I reacted. This is how I dealt with it. What can I do differently next time? How can I react differently next time? And then literally imagining the situation, the scenario that made you upset and imagining what you're going to do differently next time in action, being like, I am not going to let this bother me. I'm going to take three deep breaths and then I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to go find something that will make me smile and then I'm going to respond to whatever the situation was. That's what I'm going to do differently. 
It's about knowing that you have all the answers right inside of you, but implementing the consciousness of presence will really allow you to look at your life with fresh, clean eyes, look at the world around you with the rose-colored glasses that you deserve to have on a lot of the time. It will allow you to not miss the most beautiful things in front of you. I made this TikTok, and this is where I'm going to end this podcast, actually. I asked the question, imagine that there is a future you out there somewhere who has everything that you want in your life, everything that you could ever want, but would not trade your life or the moments getting there for the world, wouldn't trade the life you have now to get there, wouldn't regret a single thing. And imagine that that future version of you got the chance to live the life that you have today and explore all the moments and take it all in and be there fully knowing what they know in the future, knowing that you were able to accomplish all that you wanted or amazing things happened in your life, but that to experience the not having it, to experience the way there would just be so nourishing. Imagine that you're 50 or 60 and you got the chance to wake up in the body that you have today, the young self that you have today, and live your world like that. Live your world like you just woke up with the chance to be young again. Because that's what it is. That's why we're here. You're not going to be this young forever. You're not going to be able to have the vision and eyesight that you do to look around and see the things that you do. Your hearing is going to go one day. It's not going to be as beautiful and amazing to listen to the wind. It's going to be really challenging. So live your life. Don't let your life be sucked away. Honor where you're at and know that there is a future version of you out there somewhere who has the answers you're looking for now but would not trade for the world the journey of letting them come in, the journey of figuring shit out. So today, whenever you're listening to this, take a few minutes, stop and look around, go outside, find things that you love and you appreciate and deeply for a few moments appreciate them while you can, while your heart is beating. When your heart does not want to force, don't force. Sit in quiet, even though it's so hard to do so, and find the answers there. Let them find you, actually. Know that there's nothing that you have to figure out. There's nothing that you need to do. You just need to be where you are. Your life's purpose is to be here now and the tangible things, the definable things, they will find you. They will make their way to you if you simply take moments to enjoy your life with consciousness, with a healthy ability to feel, to be, to become, to know that that is inevitable, to know that your ice cube is going to melt at 32 degrees and you just might be at 31. And here you are looking around saying, What's happening? What's happening? Why isn't it here? Why has nothing changed? Babe, you could be at 31 degrees. You might be single right now and the next person that you date could be the person that you marry. Why are you rushing? Why are you trying so hard? Why are you forcing so much? It's all going to come when it's supposed to and it will. Have the trust. Enjoy the process. Stop and look around because remember, if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, 
you don't have life. You have an act, so go and live your fucking life. If you liked this episode, please leave a review, share your thoughts, rate the podcast, share it with a friend or a family member or an enemy. Share it with an enemy. As always, you can reach out to me on my personal Instagram, which is 222VGF, my podcast Instagram, which if you haven't followed, please follow. There will be bumpers and I'm creating these videos now with the things that I'm writing and a bit more visually creative on my end, as well as still editing the YouTube shortened versions of the podcast kind of trying to find my way through it all and really figure out what feels good to me in this. Um, So if you haven't followed it yet, there's updates on there all about the podcast. You can reach out to me on there as well, figuring shit out. The shit has three eyes. The YouTube is Butterfly Fountain, Vanessa Fontana. That is my name. And my TikTok is Butterfly Fountain. I give the self-help, the spiritual advice. It's probably where you came from, but if you didn't, go follow it and you'll get more of me in shortened versions but thank you guys so much for listening i will see you next week with another episode episode 16 thank you guys so much for listening thank you for the kind words thank you for the support thank you for being here on this journey with me to figure shit out i said it once but i'll say it again if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together you don't have a life you have an act so go live your fucking life Have a beautiful Sunday if you are listening to this when it was posted or whatever day of the week that you're listening to this. Try to incorporate some presence, some appreciation, some gratitude for the life around you and a trust that it will all work out exactly as it's supposed to as long as you put your best foot forward. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lost, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.